Hello, and welcome to Blank Scenario, after we've been talking for five minutes on random other stuff. <laughs> Xboxes and the like. And I, only that. Yeah, only that. We'll see if it ever gets released. I am Marie, a.k.a. A Queen in Yellow. I am Casey, a.k.a. Grumpy Elf. I am Emily, a.k.a. Darkling. And I am Sir Isaac, Sir Sasquatch. I'm eating chocolate. Sorry. Mm. I'll edit that you out. are sorry, and eating chocolate. <laughs> I'm not sorry for eating chocolate. I apologize for eating into the mic. Anyway, Isaac, what you got? Okay, so remember that scene in Wreck-It Ralph where he's in the uh, support group for villains? Yes. You know, the, the one you, you like to quote with, just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean you're a bad guy. <laughs> Thank you, All Sage. the time. Satine. <laughs> well, what if there was a self-help group or a um, 12-step program for villains? specifically maybe chaotic evil or just you know lawful just the evil you know you have your evil they're wanting to get to good and they have to mm-hmm. what if there was some sort of spell or MacGuffin that held villains accountable to becoming good and what would it take for someone whether the player i yeah as players what would it take to uh work in a world where you have your objective but you're putting up with becoming good or your goal is to become good i'm i'm gonna point out to you there is a spell in D D that does change your alignment yeah, for, is it uh-huh. 3.5 it's 3.5 spell it's not in in fifth edition and i don't recall whether it's in fourth okay. but there is an, an alignment change mm-hmm. spell if we're working in 5e then we can't use it right yeah, we could absolutely much... <laughs> still use it yeah fifth that is much more role play based so uh-huh. it's less about the stats because uh-huh. even like items typically will work for anyone you don't have to be good aligned bad light items or they still have them i think but they're not as common mm-hmm so you're more you're less likely to be penalized for being the opposite alignment. I'm just imagining my first thought is a paladin um, sponsor for a rogue is like okay, so we're gonna be good yes. now. You're gonna stop killing people. Okay, he kills one, or we're gonna we're gonna go apologize. That's our first step. <laughs> or or with a barbarian. <laughs> oh, it's like so we're gonna control Anger a rage, issues. only fight bad mm-hmm. guys. And okay, you smashed up a cabbage cabbage cart okay we're gonna go apologize and pay for that now so yes do you want this to be a support group or do you want this to be a sponsor sponsee relationship i'm liking the sponsor sponsee relationship because it's better that's the case i would love to have it be where um there's an item that all of these people have to wear that's basically an ankle bracelet yes and the ankle bracelet does not activate with the spell Unless the sponsor sees reason to activate it, but it will activate automatically with a change alignment. So it will make you a good person if you don't choose to be a good person. So there's all of that ethics that goes along with it. So what if there's a character that your party comes across who they're wanting to change their alignment? Say it's a barbarian who's like, I have anger issues. My my wife says I have anger issues, and I don't really know how to go about my solving wife it. Used to my- say I have anger issues. <laughs> she doesn't say much anymore. <laughs> but I but I'd like. She to. did. No, she met my brother. I don't see her anymore. Oh, oh good save. That was where I was going with that. I'm like, my dearly departed wife. Is she dead? No, one. just dearly departed. <laughs> Um, Again, only Xboxes. <laughs> <laughs> so what if you have this barbarian character and he his life... Just go back to the s- simplistic uh, nature of the beginning of the 12 steps. 
my life is uh i, I am out of control and uh, i am powerless over in this case rage i am powerless over rage and i need uh i need a power greater than myself to help me overcome it and you are here to essentially end up as a sponsor of this barbarian marie i got you one better so this works best for a party that at least has someone who is neutral chaotic and or evil most likely going to be everyone in your party at some point i like it already they go into a town big enough town to where there's an actual city kind of situation mm-hmm. and they cause a problem well the punishment is they have to prove that they are better than whatever it was so they are given an ankle bracelet they cannot leave until they have proven that they are a good person. So they have to go through this program. <laughs> and if you do anything wrong, the paladin, who is your um, not sponsor. sponsor, not what is it where they, they check in with you? Is still sponsor? Yeah, it's, I think. it's a sponsor or your, um, what do they call it? Whenever you're out on good like behavior, parole, kind of thing. parole officer. Oh. Yeah, your, your pro, paladin your parole officer. <laughs> your paladin officer. <laughs> Um, is checking to make sure you do this, and so you can't leave until you get these off. But you have to be good, and if you do anything bad, it sets you back a step. Oh, I like this. So your party is basically having to fight their bad impulses, which is going to be real fun for any rogues or warlocks or sorcerers in your party, and probably wizards as well. And actually, it's going to be bad for everyone not paladins, because any paladin in your party is like, I'm a good person. I'm like, this has been off for two days. I don't oh, know what's wrong with you guys. It's still bad for the paladin. They got to put up with the rest of the party who oh. can't get over the fact that they have these bracelets on and can't get their you lives together. You also could have together. different paladin religion. Mm. Yeah. So this... my religion clashed with theirs because like, I'm supposed to go fight things and there is a peaceful religion. I can't fight things. This is going to mean nothing to anybody at this table. Probably. Does the name Ned Flanders mean anything to you? No. Uh-uh. So Ned Flanders is a character in The Simpsons who <laughs> is the the Christian happy go lucky Oakley Doakley neighbor kind uh-huh. of guy. He's the one he's our paladin officer. <laughs> and so our story becomes the the players being sent off to do this mission that is potentially a bad mission, like Especially if you're a team that is basically neutral. Mm-hmm. They're sent off to do this mission either for like a criminal underworld or for a mob boss. Or it could be something where they're sent off to, to kill a guy. They're specifically told you have to kill him. And this this paladin officer who's been staying with them this whole time is like, you got to find another way. Uh-huh. And so now it's the, the game of can we get away with it without him seeing? Or can we figure out a way to do it his way? So, yeah, I think that's a lock-in. Yep, I want, I want a lock-in. Yeah, they've got a paladin parole officer. And I want a lock-in specifically. This is part of the city's justice system. Okay. Not just self-help. But like, they have the self, self-help groups so you can willingly go into it. It's so a prison-free system. Yeah, it's not as strict if it's a self-help group. That's much more we're going to support you. We're going to help you out. And if you need it, we can give you a bracelet to help curb some of those impulses. Criminal system is you have to wear this until you prove that you're good. Oh, man, I'm liking this. So, I'll go ahead and lock in that it's in a city. I would say a large city with defined borders, especially if there's going to be a spell that keeps you within the parameters of you can't leave till you have this off of you. But maybe one with everyone under the same religion. Neutral good. So, a neutral good influence city. I think that works, actually, yeah. I like this being something like the Sokovia Accords, where you start off this story at the beginning of a destroyed city that your players <laughs> supposedly have gone through and they completed a mission, 
but the town is destroyed and before they leave they're all knocked out and placed in these mm-hmm. ankle bracelets and their paladin is now giving them the option of amend your ways or lose part of your personality with this Ooh. that can can still be played light it's not yeah. like an evil thing but basically telling your players either you're going to do this again you're either going to do this by choice or by force and it's your choice as to whether mm-hmm. it's choice or force I do think, too, there would be sliding scale as to how quickly it turns on. If you try to kill someone, these things immediately take effect. Mm. You're going to have to make a willpower check and or you're just going to immediately have to stop and be good. If you're, you know, trying to cheat someone off a penny, it may or may not activate. Mm. So there might be little things they can get away with if no one's looking, but really big things, it's automatically going to trigger. Oh, so instead of immediately changing your alignment, these ankle bracelets are set up to censor you. It's the equivalent of the sensor beep over the top of it all. That you go in, if your first idea was to attack somebody instead of talking to them, you go in to attack them and you have to roll a will save. Mm-hmm. If you fail that will save, then instead of attacking them, you just hand over your sword. Oh. Oh, yeah. Why are you giving me your sword? Don't ask. Just give it back to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a present. No, it's not. I'm no, it's not. your it life. Giving my sword back. Be great oh, then, man. especially if you would see other people in the city. The barbarian that Isaac mentioned, the, who's walking around with anger issues, about to attack someone, hands him a sword, and it's like, he has it. Yeah, he has a bracelet <laughs> on. Okay, we're not the only ones here. <laughs> oh, that'd be great if you met them in a tavern and you get in your your what would become a bar fight is now just a very passive aggressive conversation between. <laughs> I just, if I could attack you, I would smash your face in. But that'd be mean, so I'm not going to do that. No. I, I, I hope you have such a good day. <laughs> the best day you could ever have. So if we have this town that is... Are, are we wanting to make this like the entire town? Because we can make this be something where everyone walking around in this town has one of these bracelets on. It is everybody. I don't know if I'd say it's everybody, because you do have the paladins. Because that makes it a much more... Tot- totalitarian totalitarian society within this country you're in potentially that feels much more that feels oppressive yeah way more oppressive than i think players would run around in if you don't have it be everyone if it's just people who have caused problems you still get that back and forth of the people who are i guess in a way brainwashed or have been trained to act a certain way versus people who are causing problems You've got maybe the rebellion group that your players can interact with. You've got versus the goody two-shoes that they're constantly trying to make deals with and they just can't seem to get anywhere. I think a lot of that comes down to whether you as the DM want to make this a very lighthearted and funny or oppressive. Because I'm thinking none, none of you have made it to this season yet. But the season of Game of Thrones where they get a new religious leader in and he cracks down on everything. You no longer are released from stuff just because you're the king or queen or high in court you still deal with the punishments of the church is that the one with where su- the sparrow and yeah shame get, yeah yeah oh that yeah, season that guy. <laughs> so that would be one direction one extreme you could lean to as a dm if you wanted to make the entire city answer to this to this religion the, uh, religious... and the paladin is just a part of it or you yeah. could make it very light-hearted where it's only you know, you guys are bad guys, and <laughs> only the worst of the worst deserve this punishment. Mm-hmm. This is going to make you nice. Because it does seem almost like a reward of, I got my bracelet off, I'm a good person. 
And I mean, it's the um, Pavlovian training. If you've been yeah. trained on how to be good long enough, you're probably going to be good for at least a little bit. Oh, I'd love so that. average citizens are not going to cause problems Psyche. except for those in the underworld who manage to slip through the cracks. I would love to but make the cracks this would be a lot smaller in this city where the the bracelet is really just a placebo it's only there, there's no real thing with it and maybe the the paladin is actually <laughs> casting magic at them or doing something that way that's no suggestion command. but oh, I, love it. I, I would love that just as a troll <laughs> but we don't have to do that because that would get so much more complicated yeah running that would be very complex and then it would be if he can't see us we can do whatever we want how quickly can they figure it out Meanwhile, Isaac's like, yeah, 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 <laughs> always there. So Isaac's I mean, making note that it's all a troll. <laughs> no, no, I mean, there, there's so many other options you, you can go with, but uh, I mean, I'll, I'll save those for, for later. But one thing I'm noticing in my notes is, I guess, some encounters or at least some things to go through. For, for me, some of it would be you could have a fail safe where they got to save the town. You know, if they can't, it's kind of up to them to prove themselves. And I guess up to the DM with, like you were talking about, a sliding scale. Also a sliding scale as far as what it takes to get off the bracelet. That could be up to the DM. But I would have somewhere in here a fail-safe. Maybe you stumble across a plot to try and use these bracelets to for nefarious purposes. So you want to prevent a totalitarian from taking over. Or maybe a hydra just blows up through the floor and it's like, you got to go kill it. And that's enough to be like, okay, yeah, you're good. You're a good guy now because you saved us. If you want to make this really lighthearted, mm-hmm. just make it you you have three challenges that you have to complete. And the the first two that they present you with are ones that are planned, that are like, get the cat out of the tree. How do you yes. approach it? And Cut the tree then, down. The last one is one that they have planned, but what ends up happening is the situation where you have to save the town as the failsafe or some big something or another. I would love, well, just some big something that happens. Mm-hmm. I'll, I will take my notes for the other mm-hmm. thing I want to do. Um, I want to lock in then that you have to complete slash score so many good points. Mm. So you have to do either so many good deeds or you have to do so many good deeds of a certain type. It's so like this miner saving the cat in tree is one point. You know, saving the people in a collapsing building is five points, and you need 15 points to get the bracelet off. Ooh. So you can save 15 people for minor incidents, or you can save, do this one big thing and save a bunch of people and get it off. Because it's kind of like XP and D&D. You just kind of <laughs> slide it out wherever it's earned. Yeah. And I like from your writing, I would literally have fifteen coins. Like you do something good, you get a coin. Oh, you did something bad. I'm gonna take two coins away from you now because you you know tricked someone out of their their money. Play a pun off of it. Have the religion be the religion to Xandar, and you are getting XP, Xander mm-hmm. points, or well, what was it, Xander penance. And especially if you have a city, there's so many just little like there's run runaway carriage. You have to save the people in the carriage and people on the street. There's, you know, an orphan who needs help getting home, or you've got the little kid who lost their dog. You know, so many just little things your characters could come across that are very quick scenario or quick encounters. And then you could have bandits that show up, and that's a huge encounter as long as they don't kill them. It's like you, you, you save people, but you kill the bandits. I'm gonna have to take a point off for that because <laughs> we're not gonna kill people, guys. That's bad. <laughs> oh, what happens if the parole officer dies? <laughs> I feel like there would be, New that would be officer. your failsafe. 
if you kill the pro officer, if you do something bad enough, you have a permanent alignment change. That they permanently change your personality if you do something that bad. Huh. It's like a lobotomy. Mm-hmm. So instead, of, so murder is, oh, you go from chaotic neutral to lawful good. Yep. Or at least you go from chaotic to lawful. Mm-hmm. At the very least, it's a slide in one direction. Just so it's not a complete change in character. And that would definitely be something, if you're doing this within a campaign setting, make sure your player's open to that idea. Mm-hmm. Or that they ha- you have a way to undo it later. And if you're doing one shot, then yeah. everyone has an alignment change, and now you're playing different characters halfway through. <laughs> yeah, I think if you're doing the permanent alignment shift, that would work better in a campaign than a one shot, because most people aren't going to care as mm-hmm. much, because the, the after effects is really what you want to play with from that. I think I, I would only recommend that if it's going to be a, a full-on campaign that yeah. you're pulling for. I'm trying to think of where I would go with this, because there, there's some options but what do we want to expand it out to? So we've got this town and we've got this paladin that lives in this town that is a part of a religion that is based in this town. I definitely say this is a local, at least strongly a local religion. Okay. And the players have come to this town and tried to do a job here and now they're stuck here. Mm -hmm. So as with any good story, let's have a timed component to Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. They have something that they have collected in this town that they need to get back to wherever it is that they're going. So now not only do they have a certain amount of time to get their, or not only do they have to get their 15 points, they have a certain amount of time they have to do it in. Like they may be holding Mm -hmm. somebody hostage and the town is like, well, you know, we'll hold on to him for you until you need (laughs) us. But they know maybe like a, so there's something with that hostage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lock that in. Mm -hmm. There's something with that hostage that you have to get them back on time. And I've got some ideas of what you could do that, what that could be um, that actually fits in with the story the way that I want to do it. But they, you've come to this town as players to collect a hostage and now you are stuck in this town and the hostage is currently being held by the town and you know that guy's going to escape. Mm. Somehow, some way, this guy's slippery enough you know he's going to escape if you do not do this quickly and get him back in your hands. But that's not going to happen until you complete your tasks. That's good. So you have, should we say, three days? You and know you have three days. You know you have three days in game to go ahead and complete these tasks. So, And that could be as well, if you, wanted, if you as the DM wanted to put this together, set up a list of like you get this many points for this <laughs> and this many points i don't know if you remember from npcs that they had mm-hmm. to get the points to be able to join into the the event but you have a certain amount of time to complete this many points and as a dm you can come up with a list of like help old miss so and so making her cookies well that's a point and you can't make cookies for everyone in 3 days that's just going to yeah. take too long for that to happen but you could go and collect this this one thing and or talking to old man Flanders or whatever, convince him to be nice, convince him to go to his son's birthday party. <laughs> That'd give you a whole lot more points, but you can only do that once, right? Mm-hmm. So as the DM, you can be building in these bigger and bigger encounters that you could do with them that give them more points and kind of push them along that path of you can do this one thing 15 times, that's probably going to take you more than four days. Or you can do this one thing in one day, and that would get you at least half of the amount of points that you need, if not all of the points you need. You could really stretch this with the skill options as well. Because there are so many skills that just don't get used. If you have players with very specific skills, you could help so-and-so research something. That's Arcana. You could help so-and-so 
clear a bunch of trees. It's going to be a bunch of strength rolls. And this, even if your players wanted to split up, you can go, if you split up, you know, you need 15 collective points. But if anyone messes up, you're going to start losing points. So you have to constantly balance it out. Um, I would say with the hostage, I like the idea that the players were not caught because of the hostage. They were caught because of something else stupid they did that said, you guys seem like you might be a problem. We're going to correct your behavior. And the hostage, if you have a good party, kind of good party, maybe this is actually someone who's really, really bad. They're like, well, we can't let you leave because you're in our system now. So tell you what, we'll keep them in our prison because they have a prison for people they don't trust. Whenever you guys finish, you know, proving you're good people, you can take them back with you for, you know, warrants or whatever. Or if your party convinces them that they're a bad guy and they're actually an innocent person they're kidnapping. Either way, like, we'll hold them here for you. And once you guys finish your job, you can take them back for the arrest that you guys have them on. Because otherwise it's just kidnapping and we can't prove that you're not kidnapping. Yeah, because it's like kidnapping. Well, if you're kidnapping the guy, why are they holding the guy for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, no, no, no. I'm saying the issue that comes up with that is you find the guy. Assuming that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that your party is caught. It's because you capture this guy. You're sending out a bounty on him, you, mm-hmm. whatever, you have a time limit that you have to face. Uh, the town sees it, they're like, okay, you're kidnapping this guy, we, we got to have a trial and have a trial right quick. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, you can prove that you're good, because if you prove you're good, you can take him. Because his story isn't straight, it's all over the place, mm-hmm. but you prove that you're good, and you can have him. And it's not kidnapping. It's out of our yeah. hair, it's out of our hands, and that would be, <laughs> I'm going to lock in that as the how they get spotted not kidnapping like he we have a warrant for him well i mean are you technically good people or not exactly (laughs) the whole wishy-washy question of what makes a good person well i mean he's worse i don't know who's who's good here (laughs) oh it goes back to wordplay if you want what define good yeah you know (laughs) Mm-hmm. One thing, I, I keep thinking about what you brought up, Casey, with the three days. What if this person actually challenges the party as he's being taken off and they'll say, three days and I'll be out of here. And it's kind of like, okay. So that, that that gives the time constraint, that gives the parameters of what they have to do. And I, I would also say if they're going to go into this, the only way, I keep saying a neutral good city, but there's a lot of lawful good components to it. They're a lawful um, city if they're forcing them to follow certain laws. Okay, so lawful neutral? Lawful neutral lawful works good? better for the government because then it's, are, are you following the laws? Yes. doesn't matter why, you're just following the laws. The people can be good or evil kind of within that. Because you can be lawful evil and working the system and getting your own gain out of it. If you know what the laws are, you know which laws not to break so you can make a fortune because you know how to cheat people without getting caught. Gotcha. Whereas yeah. the person who's lawful good is trying to do the best they can while following all the laws still. For me, it for lawful good versus uh, good versus evil and lawful versus chaotic, it's lawful. Do you live by a set of laws that are consistent and always something that you do versus do you do whatever comes to mind whenever you want to, not necessarily as a law. And then good versus evil, are you selfish or are you selfless? Hmm. If you're always doing for yourself, then you're selfish and usually evil. Because an evil person can still do something for someone else, but they can still be mostly benefiting themselves. Like a a Jack Sparrow technically would be neutral, even though everything he does is for himself, it benefits others. Mm -hmm. So you could also argue that he is on the evil side of it. He's also very chaotic evil at times. Yes. Yeah. But this is why in D&D, the um, 
demons and nine hells are technically lawful evil. Because they, they, have to, they have to make deals, and they follow those deals to the letter, but it's always about getting what they can out of it. You know, just for the fun of it, I'll lock in that list. So instead of they have their set number of tasks, you have a list that you can choose from of good things that you can do as we define them good things. Mm-hmm. And your uh, paladin officer will be there observing you to ensure you do it the quote-unquote right way. So do it whatever way you want, so long as it is the, as it is the right way. So it's, uh, it's, you've got some options. It's the parole paladin. The parole paladin? Mm-hmm. Not the so parole the officer. The, yeah, the PP, the parole the paladin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think what I would do is also lock in the kind of character it is that your mm-hmm. your hostage is not really a hostage. Make them a, an escape artist. Make them someone who's sadistically going to have fun with the fact that he's given you a time constraint to get him. Wait, did he willingly, did he get you guys caught then? Could if be. Because he, if he knows the town and he knows that they're going to hold on to him because he didn't do anything wrong, but uh-huh. he's iffy. He knows he can get out while y'all are stuck there. Just mm-hmm. Roger Rabbit oh. behind the the people as they're being as your party is being talked to and said, "We'll hold on to him. He'll be fine." He's just yeah. sliding his hand in and out of the shackles. <laughs> and you can't prove anything about how bad he is, except you have a piece of paper saying he's wanted somewhere else. It's like he runs sanctuary, banging against the city doors, <laughs> and it's like, "Well, this is how we're going to solve everything." You have, 50, you have kidnapped, kidnapping, get- help, help him being kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Uh. You must prove that you are better than this guy because this guy is going to stay put and you are going to go do work. If you're better than him, then we'll let you take him. Okay, we're we're at the point, I think, that we're moving into personal That's what I approach. Think. Yeah, I would personally vote to go last because my idea is going to completely change everything. Start okay. with Marie. So my take on this would be having the players go into town looking for this mark. And this would be someone that would be wanted somewhere else for something minor. It wouldn't be a major thing. It's not, you know, he's not a mass murderer, but he's an escape artist, so he's gone out of jail quite a few times. They'd like to actually try him. So this is the latest group being sent to get him. They grab the guy, and he starts yelling and screaming because he knows where he's at, and he, they get caught. So the town is going to hold him because he's not, you know, mass murderer or anything, but the piece of paper is all you have. So you guys... The players will be free to go once they prove they're good, and they can take him as a hostage because they do have paperwork. I would definitely make a list of both minor and major things they could do, and I would also have one or two events that happen in town that they can stumble across, such as there is a fire. Maybe there's a baker that went up in flames, and so they have to help put out the fire so he gets them a lot of points back, Hmm. especially the more self-sacrificing they are about it. Um, And then I would have wisdom saves throughout a couple of things, to try to see if they can resist temptation, basically. Because the bracelets, at this point, are there to keep them, in my mind, that keeps them from leaving. They can't leave city limits. So the paladin is observing their behavior. So they have to make sure the paladin sees what they're doing when they're good and doesn't see it when they're bad. And if they get caught doing something bad, they lose points. And if they, basically, within three days, if they haven't proven they're good, they're going to have an alignment change. That basically their mind is going to be completely changed to make sure they stay good. And then they're allowed to leave because they're not citizens, so they can leave if they want to. So the three days is set, and the escape artist has basically taunted the players if they go see him. Like, yes, you guys have two days left, right? Oh, that's nice. Probably be out of here tomorrow. Uh, I might stick around long enough just to see what happens to you guys. Because mm-hmm. he's just kind of waiting until he knows what happens to them, and he's, he's just going to escape. 
because he's banking on the fact that they're going to fail. So it's really just a question of can your players resist temptation enough to actually get out in time. Because hmm. it would be a lot of fun to go, you, you helped make cookies. Oh, that's nice. Oh, you ate all the cookies. <laughs> well, it's like you, you save people from the fire. Where's all their gold? <laughs> so it would be a lot of willpower saves, especially for things the players have been known to do. If you have a pickpocket in the party, it's going to be a lot of rolls for that. If you have someone who can't resist punching someone in the face when they get mad, it's going to be a lot of rolls for that. So it would play within what the players have already done, but it would be a lot of things of, you know your character normally does this thing that's really bad? You have to resist doing that the entire time you're here. Mm. And there's a lot of people that need to be punched in the face. Kleptos would have no <laughs> quarter. Isaac, what you got? What I might do is put them in a position at the beginning of this one shot saying that they were ending another quest where they end up having to make a choice and there's no good choice that didn't make sense you got to save a bunch of people by letting someone else die needs the many outweighing the needs of the few but they're like if anyone had to die at all then that comes back on you is this a spider-man choice could be kind of a Spider-Man <laughs> choice, yeah. Oof. And that be the catalyst that puts them in the position to be at the mercy of this city. I would have a failsafe in place. That failsafe could be a number of things. Could have a number of failsafes, you know. If you end up killing the paladin and getting a neutral good lobotomy, like someone mentioned, I forget who it was. Or uh, maybe you are coming to the end of the three days and it comes down to, okay, if you guys can't skill your way out of this quest... I'll give you a chance to fight your way out of it. So the town is being besieged by goblins or a neighboring kingdom, and you get involved with the fight. And it's like, after much deliberation, we've decided we're going to let you have your... Uh, we're we're going to give you your full 15 points. But maybe as a consequence, the guy got away and you got to go find him again. Um, or that's the thing that he's waiting on. He knew in three days there was going to be a siege on the city. Oh. One one thing that I might include, and really this would just come down to what I thought my party would enjoy, is you discover an underground group that is planning on using this religion and these devices to subject the rest of the city. There's a lawful evil person involved, and they're going to take advantage of this lawful city. That would be a way to your 15 points. That would also be a really interesting plot hook to keep you going and getting deeper and deeper into the city. J just some ideas. Flush them out as you will. Oh, one more thing. I would give them another NPC to interact with. A barbarian with anger issues is my go-to. But maybe just another person to explain the situation if you're happy-go-lucky paladin, or excuse me, parole paladin. Um, your PP. Yeah, your PP doesn't <laughs> explain it in the way that you need to. If you need... Someone else who's actually in the trenches of points. Barbarian Paladin would be fun. Or Barbarian. <laughs> Multiclassed as a Barbarian, but a very calm Barbarian. Yes, yes. I like the idea that they have competition for these things. Oh. We're going to go make cookies with Mrs. So-and-so, and the Barbarians got there first. Oh, that'd be fun. be funny. You could have a uh, do-gooders board. Like, oh, these are the people in the city needing help. These they got are... a star. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like <laughs> instead a of a local guild, <laughs> they have a uh, they have a reference. point system. It's if the Triple have... G, the goody 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 guild. Good. Well, if you have the idea <laughs> the of the optional self-help, even too, this is like so we're gonna do these good deeds around town mm -hmm. to help me be good. 
because I need help with it. Versus the criminals who are trying to do as many as possible to get out of it. People are walking around with all these gold stickers on their shirt. (laughs) I've done this many good deeds today, walking around. So my idea is that, pretty similar to everyone else's, except you're going into town, going after this bounty. It's a very nice bounty, but it turns out he's actually running an underground operation. This town is situated on top of a mine, and because their massive import and export is mine, so they have rubies, emeralds, opals, whatever you feel like doing. It's a very rich town. They export mines? They export (laughs) The major import-export is mines. This is a town of artificers, obviously. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to try this again. So the major economy... Uh, that's not going to work. They I just saw Isaac's face of the whole head. Like, what is Isaac? Oh, you heard mines. He heard mimes. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> Take three. Third time's the charm. I love this show. <laughs> so anyhow, my story would be along the lines of in this town, this town is situated and it's mostly a mining operation. They're very rich with raw materials. And as such, they need a way to export them. But being in a town of miners, you have issues with anger and, you know, drunken, disorderly conduct. So they figure out, well, we want to be a little bit better as an individual. So the lore behind it is that they create the system so that they can reform everyone because they really don't have time to lock people up. And that takes away from mining. And you got to watch people in prison. It's just too much work. So in creating the system, they're able to improve the lives of everyone around and they don't have a massive issue with criminals and as such when this wanted criminal comes into town he's actually seeking a way in he's studied it and he's got his bandits coming in later and they're going to rob the town blind of everything maybe even take it over completely so that they can mine everything for themselves using the system to control everyone have them work for them well your players go in and in capturing this guy, it's pretty easy for them to capture him. But he throws up his hands, calls out, bloody murder, I'm being kidnapped. So authorities using mm-hmm. the system because he's lawful evil and he's going to exploit it. Well, justice comes and the justice of the peace and whatever, they come out and they arrest you. And they're the only proof they have that you are who you say you are is this piece of paper that kind of resembles the guy you have in your custody it lists a bunch of names things he's known for and they're like that it's kind of he's relatively new he's been here about a month we don't really know who he is we see him around town he his thing changes he's a minor he's a mathematician he's uh, the guy who makes trade i really don't know who he is but i mean he's never caused trouble we can't really prove what you say versus what he says we're gonna lock him up i'm gonna send you around town to do all these quests and prove to us that you are, in fact, good people. So with these good intentions, you could have encounters like, uh, oh, well, the miners, they've cut their legs. you got to go help them with bandages and whatnot. Or something bigger to, oh, there's been a mine explosion. you got to go down there, help clean it out. To the biggest one of all, where you figure out in three days or four days, I feel like three days is a good round number, that the miners are going to be attacked by the bandits. And they have no way of defending themselves because why would you need to defend yourselves when the law is taking care of all the criminals who cannot hurt you because of this bracelet? (laughs) And in having the set encounters, with each encounter you have, you get so many points, you can write it out. And then I do like the idea of having an NPC go with you. 
but this kid, I'm going to name him Johnny, he just doesn't want to work in the mines. I mean, it's pretty much the only thing he can do, and he's considered a outcast, a rebel, and he just, they're like, we can't get him to do anything right. I mean, he's more so he causes havoc. It's like little bitty things here and there, and then yesterday he actually tried to run away. So we had to lock him up, and he's in this program with you, and he's like, oh, yeah, this is how it works, and he really doesn't want to be here. He just wants something different from life. So you're running around with this kid, and he's explaining the system and everything. He's your in. Mm-hmm. you have any questions, you ask Johnny. It's like, hey, Johnny, where would I go if I want to, you know, watch the sunrise in the morning without having mine dust in my face? And he's like, oh, it's up there. Or, hey, who do I want to avoid in town, so on and so forth. Where's the best spot to go if I need a lot of points? It's like, oh, well, old man Jenkins down the way, he's always got work. Mm-hmm. And so on and so forth. And it just after these encounters with your paladin, he's just kind of there to watch you. And yes, you fail. Okay, well, we can't really take any points away from you. Just start at the beginning, so we got to keep going. And at the end of three days, either the bandits attack and you you convince the townsfolk to release you of this, uh, whether you call it a bracelet or a lock and key, and then you can go and defend the town. Saving it making sure you don't die, saving everyone else. And they're like, yay, thank you so much for saving us. We'll take your bracelets away and you can have your bad guy, but that's the only reward you get because we're cheap. Bye. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, yeah, we got that. That was fun encounter mostly. Played off kind of like three studios, have them run around in circles and not necessarily sabotage them. Allow, I would allow my characters to sabotage themselves. I would give them plenty <laughs> of opportunities. I would put normal people in there as an NPCs and be like, oh, well, you can help me do it this way. No, I want you to do it this way. You can't do it your own way. I want you to bake the cookies this way because if you don't do it this way, I don't like you. You're helping me. So I'm going to take points away from you because I can. Okay, stingy old hag. <gasps> that's a point. That's a point. That's a point. Five points from Gryffindor. <laughs> that's illegal. Talk about systems that tear you apart. Good night. Just because you're a bad guy doesn't mean that you're, you're a bad, bad guy. guy. Yes. All right, are you guys ready for this? Because <sighs> no. here's my idea. So for me, anytime I start a story, just from my theater training background, you have to think, what is the message you want to send? There are two types of plots in the world. Plots that have characters that need an arc where they learn something and plots where characters are perfect and the world needs to learn something from these characters. Okay. okay, so there needs to be a change of some kind, whether it's the world or the characters. In this setup that we are doing, the characters as players, you cannot force them to make a change. So as a DM, if you want to use this as a way to change them around, you can absolutely do that. But in my setup, the characters are going to be right. The characters are going to be correct. They are the ones that are, that are doing the right thing. And the town is the one that needs to learn. So with my setup, you have the players coming to this town because there has been they are they have been on the trail of a werewolf. A werewolf that has made its way to this place and they believe that they have killed off the werewolf. Until they see on one of the people in this town a bite mark. And attempting to capture and take down this person, the town gets involved. And tells the players that they are doing the wrong thing. They are just willy-nilly killing everybody. They don't understand what it is the players are trying to do. And so they say, you have to prove to us that you are good people before you can leave this town. That leaves that person with the bite mark free to wander. 
They're going to be the players are going to be watched constantly by the the parole officer to ensure that they are fulfilling their duties, that they are get, collecting their points. But the players know in three days there's going to be a full moon. So in three days, this town is going to learn one way or another that they were wrong, that sometimes you have to kill. Because for me, this would be a really interesting setup, similar to Star Trek, the Kobayashi Maru. They learn that at some point there is an unwinnable situation and that town has to learn that before this ends. I think for the tasks that the players do, Find a way to set up the tasks to where they can collect the items needed to kill a werewolf in town. So, you know, they go gardening. Well, they find wolfsbane in the garden. Um, they go help out. Perhaps there's a mining situation. They go into the mine or they go help somebody clean their silverware and are managing to get silver and collect silver onto their person because perhaps their items have been taken from them by this town. But throughout the course of this journey that they're taking... They're trying to convince this guard who believes that the world can be a perfect place where everyone will survive, everyone will live. There are things at work here you do not get. And that gives those players the chance to be that voice. Because you're going to run across players that are going to resent trying to be changed. Whereas if you give them that opportunity to be the person in the right, they might fight for it harder. So for me, I think it would be an interesting setup for that person to be a werewolf. Whether you want to have them in chains as the DM and they're being held until they're released or whether you want that person as a werewolf wandering the city. Because this could go one of two ways. If they're being held in chains, they're the only werewolf they deal with. But if they're a citizen just wandering through the city, they could be changing overnight and not knowing it. And the town itself is becoming one giant clan of werewolves. But at the end of this, now the players have to take down with the help of those who have not been infected. Who might just be the paladin because he's the only one that you know for a fact has not been exposed. Because he's been with you the whole mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do with this. I love the idea of the, the goody-goody town and making it really fun and lighthearted. But I think, yeah, I that's think really if you wanted to take it and take it in a completely different direction where the players are right and they have to prove that they're mm-hmm. right... That's how you do it. This is a really good Halloween special. Oh, yes. Oh, also, yes. I like that because then even your players that aren't typically the heroes, like the rogues and warlocks and such, they get a chance to show that hero side of we're doing the best thing we possibly can, even if it's not technically the right thing. They still get a nice hero moment out of it. Because it's a defining what is right, what yep. is good. Because you as the town may think you have it in check, but you don't live in the world we live in. <laughs> you live behind walls. Yep. It's the lawful neutral versus the chaotic good. Mm-hmm. As a player, the problem I might see with that is going into it, that gives me three days in game where I'm not going to make a difference. All I'm doing is preparing. It would be preparing and trying to convince the paladin. Would you ever be able to convince the paladin? It depends upon the roles and mm-hmm. role play. If you do a good job, you might be able to convince the paladin and, and work that way. But at the very least with this, I know behind the scenes there is something going on that is constantly happening depending upon what the players do. I could see being the as a player, okay, so figure out where the person we know was bit lives. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go there and do chores and things around that area and see if we can find out maybe tracks, maybe figure out something that direction. Mm-hmm. And they go, Hey, what is this random scratch mark on a doorpost doing here, Paladin? 
start trying to find evidence that way. Basically, the players can still lead an investigation. They just have to do good while doing it. And okay. if the only so thing they've been doing it. is investigating and helping, that's the only thing they've been doing. If they haven't been harassing, stealing, mm-hmm. beating people up, whether mm-hmm. or not they've, they're under the control of the spell, the paladin will see, okay, maybe there is some merit. Because if they're lawful, especially if they're lawful, they're going to have to have a different point of view. They're going to have to have something challenged. Mm-hmm. They can't remain stuck in the same thing. It's like, yes, they're not breaking the law, but there is no <laughs> law here that says else wise sometimes whenever life merits the good thing being piracy piracy is the good thing (laughs) (laughs) pretty much yeah and i think the point system with that would be i would use the dm and casey your scenario the point system as how easy is the paladin going to be to convince the more good they've done the easier he is to convince whereas if they've just messed around and done as many bad things as possible you're not gonna be able to convince them because you're not proving you're a good person who cares about anything so the players, then, if they aren't careful, could cause the downfall because they aren't actually trying to help. They're just being a hindrance to themselves. Yeah. So really, yeah. your Casey scenario really puts on the players. Mm-hmm. Although well, us three are like, we have fun scenarios where we mess with your players, and Casey's like, you have to save the town. And you have to convince them to let you do it. As I stated <laughs> at the beginning of this whole thing, my brain tends to go to the darker side mm-hmm. of life. It just, it it works for, for what I do. But I like those. I like all of your ideas, mm-hmm. and I like my ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just doing back to back to back. That's all we have to High do. High fives all around. Yay. <laughs> On that note, this has been a Blank Snare. I am Marie. I am Casey. I'm Emily. And I'm Isaac. And we will see y'all next time. Hi there. Marie here, a.k.a. Queen in Yellow. Thanks for listening to the episode. If you have a chance, leave us a review and subscribe for updates when new episodes are released. For more shows, find us at our website, potatokennynetwork.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We also have a Patreon, so if you can, throw us four quarters a month, or your country's equivalent of that. That helps us make even more shows for you to enjoy. Hello! Bob Spuds here on the scene once again reporting for Potato Candy Network. Thanks for listening. If you liked what you heard, please consider subscribing on your podcasting app of choice. If you have a scenario prompt you want us to use, send it to us on social networking with Instagram and Facebook at Potato Candy Network. And if you really liked us, consider supporting us on Patreon for bonus content monthly, such as behind-the-scenes sneak peeks, inspirations, and future episode previews. Check out our brother show, Dreadful Tales, for some taut tension full truly terrifying tales of terror. <laughs> Got that on the first try, you know. And finally, please leave us a review, as it helps your recommendations and helps others find the hard work we do here at Potato Candy Network. Oh, and friendly reminder, if someone asks you if you're a god, don't think of marshmallows. <laughs> Nobody likes that guy. <laughs>